Hi, welcome to Treasures Podcast. This is Olivia, your host. Today I'm talking to my friend Andrea. I'm really excited to introduce you to Andrea. She is a beautiful soul inside and out. We're starting in a pretty heavy place. She's talking about her parents and what they what they sacrificed and what they went through um, to provide for their families and uh, some of the decisions they made. I don't want to spoil anything for you. You'll just have to listen to it yourself. So without any further ado, here's Andrea. They were very poor. Uh, Mm -hmm. I remember my mom would always tell me, you know, we barely had like made ends meet, but the house was still filled with so much love. Like Mm -hmm. they were able to put their differences aside and see, you know, that what mattered most was just the marriage itself. And like Mm -hmm. my mother got pregnant almost right away Mm -hmm. with my older brother. So he was born there. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was, they, they experienced poverty, but I feel like their love story was just, their love was so strong and alive that even that didn't matter so much to them. The fact mm-hmm. that there wasn't enough. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's sweet. Like when they talk about their love story, I sometimes even bring it up on pur- purpose because, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice for them to kind of rekindle that. Oh, that moment beautiful. have goosebumps yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and then what why did they come to canada was that an opportunity or was that a dream or something or i don't know did they when they came did they plan to stay or what what was that about um actually it was my father who the opportunity was presented to him mm-hmm. um to come to canada kind of on a a tourist visa Mm -hmm. and so he came my mom stayed with my older brother in Ecuador Mm -hmm. uh, which was pretty normal back then like a lot of husbands were doing that like Mm -hmm. the husband would go off work send money back and then at one point when they were okay um, they would fly back home Mm -hmm. so it wasn't a permanent decision like a you know like decision what what was your dad doing what was he working in oh wow he worked so many different jobs here he Mm -hmm. he worked at a it was a bakery at first then he did kind of a nighttime office cleaning job Mm -hmm. um he would fix watches then he went to work at a bike shop Mm -hmm. he was bouncing any which way like he just went from job to job because they would close shop or Mm. there was kind of like a small recession during that time like there wasn't that much work for people Mm -hmm. and so he really was kind of I'll work for whatever you know it's just I need to feed my family back home as well so I find like his story is very very uh moving (laughs) for me Mm -hmm. I, I always love whenever I see him because he lives in Toronto still with my mom mm-hmm. and we're in Quebec. Um, he, I always like asking him like, what was it like just being here alone and not having, you know, your family with you? 
mm-hmm. um, or knowing that your wife was in another country with your son and mm-hmm. you having to like, you know, hustle <laughs> for, mm-hmm. to make a living. Um, and even before, I think he, one thing he always tells me is that he was just used to it mm-hmm. because growing up, uh, he grew up in a family of, uh, they were six kids were with who were his mother's children because his mm-hmm. father also has four daughters. Okay. But they were separated, mm-hmm. his parents. Um, so growing up, he was the oldest mm. of the six. Wow. And his mom was single for a time. So there was no money. There was no work. So he had to go to work. He started working when he was about 12. Um, and like living in a third world country, it's kind of, you know, you hear the stories Mm -hmm. about young, you know, you're like, you're a preteen and you're working for Mm -hmm. almost nothing to look out for your family. So he experienced, he really experienced poverty. And I think Mm -hmm. that helped him, Mm -hmm. uh, coming to Canada and starting from scratch. You well, know, yeah. I mean, just imagine like the kind of character that builds in a person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. I see my dad and growing up, I never understood why he was the way he was because he's a very uh, cold person. <laughs> you could say not cold, but like serious. He's very sure. serious. Yeah. You can't crack a smile like he. Uh-huh. And it was always my brothers would always highlight like it's always Andrea who's manages somehow to make him laugh like Mm -hmm. and even myself I was like yeah but it's you know it's so hard to he's just he has such thick skin you know (laughs) but it comes with his past you know and Mm -hmm. I never I was not aware of that until I was almost in my 20s yeah and we kind of had a heart-to-heart and he told me about his past. And because I had so many judgments towards my father growing up, yeah, uh, why he was so cold and, you know, like our relationship was just that of two strangers, to be honest, we weren't close at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, he was there just to provide for the family. That's how I envisioned mm-hmm. him. But I can only imagine like him seeing you grow up in Toronto because you were like, in yeah. like pretty close to the city, right? Yeah, we were. Uh, yeah. yeah. And um, that must, I mean, he must've been fearful for you <laughs> to just like, <laughs> to see all the other like kids. Like, I know it, 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 I think you told me that it was pretty rough. Um, your area, right. In Toronto. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty mm-hmm. ghetto. <laughs> you can yeah. say. Um, it was, yeah, there were, I mean, like, the neighbor in the back, he would deal drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very visible, I remember. But he was, he was, um, he would always make sure to come tell us, like, you guys need to stay in school, you guys need to study, mm-hmm. like, don't fall into this kind of lifestyle. And, like, blatantly admitting that this is what he does for a living, our neighbors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of also helped because, Yes, it was a sketchy area or neighborhood, but at the same time, you grew up there and the neighbors kind of looked out for you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like if they saw something was wrong, like they would be there. But yeah, my dad, he was always 
worried and afraid and mm -hmm. for that reason he yeah. was very strict um mm -hmm. extremely strict i remember my schedules were just wake up go to school come straight home mm -hmm. and that was it like until was it, i was about 20. yeah was it different for you and um your brothers yeah yeah yes through the girls yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm, uh, we're three, my older brother, myself, and then my younger brother. Mm -hmm. So I'm the only girl and my father, I remember he was very protective. He was overprotective. Um, mm -hmm. but I mean, at that point I never understood it and I mm -hmm. judged him so much for it because I always thought, you know, the typical, like, you let my brothers go, you let them do what they want, mm -hmm. they can go to their friends' houses, <clears throat> sorry, mm -hmm. come back at odd hours of the night, like, and I'm supposed to be here, I have a strict curfew, like, okay. you know, and he was very traditional as well, mm -hmm. so the woman is at home, she helps in the kitchen, she does the cleaning, she, mm -hmm. like, it was that kind of lifestyle, and I always, looking back, I'm always surprised that that was still, you know, happening, and during my generation, like, it was, yeah. but it was really, like, kind of him immigrating with that mentality, mm -hmm. um, that he, he, like, left, uh, a time where that was okay, you know, for women, they would serve their husbands, they would, like, mm -hmm. in that town, in that small town. Yeah. No, I, that makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I love it when you talk about your church from Toronto. Mm -hmm. so tell me about that. Yeah. So um, it was actually my mom who started going. Mm -hmm. So we're Catholic. Mm -hmm. And I remember she was going through a rough time because my father was actually here illegally. Mm hmm uh in canada mm -hmm. he was working and immigration had already told him to go back mm -hmm. uh, and they were kind of looking for him to deport him so mm -hmm. he was always in fear and hiding and like all of my childhood i remember like mm -hmm. you would hear the sirens and it's like dad go hide or something you know mm -hmm. so he was always living in this fear but because he knew that staying in canada was the only place where he could give us a better future Mm -hmm. and I understand he did it for us and so with that my mother was struggling mm -hmm. and she needed to find some sort of outlet because she there were times where he'd have to go over to stay at a friend's house for a few weeks because mm -hmm. the cops would show up at our house and they would be wow. serving like they would hang out outside of our door because they were convinced that he was still there mm. um so i mean it was it was tough for her and so she would go to church and one day they were doing kind of um they were introducing a, a group in the church that it was called it's called the neocatechumenal way mm -hmm. and she she was very intrigued she was interested in in hearing more so they would give you know they would give speeches and like they would give mm -hmm nights um where they would talk about what they do and mm. and just faith and how to get closer and kind of 
be able to overcome those challenges that we face every day. So what was so, that? Sorry, because I don't know. I don't know what that is, what you said. The, the group? Yeah. It's called the Neocatechumenal Way. Okay. And it, that so, is a, that's um, part of Catholicism? Yeah. It's yeah, in the okay. Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there are different groups. There's like, uh, oh, I know all the names in Spanish. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I think. Sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, there are lots of groups. So it's pretty much you gather and you pray and you talk, mm -hmm. you open up like this mm. is what happened with my day or like the reading that was read tonight. Mm. I feel it's connected to it on this level, you know, with what I'm experiencing mm. in my life. And it's just really like a support group kind of, you could say. Mm. And it was um, like an Hispanic church, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, so for that her, was it was like, like when bringing we're... the community together, I guess, like all exactly. Yeah. Different yeah. types of Hispanics and, yeah yeah oh yeah there were many backgrounds um and yes it was in spanish so that she began and then my father wanted to have nothing to do with religion mm -hmm. he was not for it he was just tired he mm -hmm. with everything he was going through he kind of saw it as like how could there be god if this is the life i'm living and i have mm -hmm. been living all my life yeah. um until one point he joined as well um yeah uh it was like from it took years of my mom kind of she wouldn't ask him or try and convince him mm -hmm. but he would see something kind of changed in her she was more patient with him or she would listen more instead of them just like bursting into arguments and all the time mm -hmm. um more comprehensive and just compassionate with him and he kind of saw this change in her and he was curious, like, is it because of that? Like, is, mm -hmm. or, you know, is our relationship just getting better, you know, on its own? And my mom would pray a lot. I remember as a child, like in our culture, it's so important to pray. Mm -hmm. um, like, especially before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning. So mm -hmm. religion is very strong. Um, so, I feel like he saw that and he was curious, so he joined. And mm -hmm. with that, he was just, I think there was someone who gave their experience the night he went to listen to one of the chats mm -hmm. and he was moved. Mm -hmm. I still don't know to this day what exactly he heard that moved him, but mm -hmm. he felt like I need to come and listen more often and mm -hmm. see, you know, what kind of God has to say through these talks or these sharings of experiences because that's pretty much what it is you're just sharing your experience and mm -hmm. we're all just listening and you know because no one even comments on what you say it's just you talk it's kind of like you vent <laughs> you know yeah um and then they just choose a reading and at the end and you kind of reflect or meditate just for a moment but it's it's actually there um because at the beginning i was i felt i was kind of forced mm -hmm. to go to church like you have to go to mass on sunday uh you have to pray or god's not gonna help you like it was kind of like that that kind of natural religiosity mm -hmm. where like you just pray because you think god's gonna like i'll pray 
to feel better to not have a cold tomorrow and he's going to grant me my wish like I feel it was that kind of level of of religion so I didn't like it Mm -hmm. um but then as I got older I started like kind of understanding it more there's more depth to it than just this superficial idea that I had Listening back to this small excerpt of um, Andrea and my conversation, I'm thinking about church. It's something um, that's been coming up a lot for me lately and we're, we're going into Christmas and I'm thinking about the meaning of Christmas and, and my family and um, my family traditions. I was brought up in church I think it's it's healthy um, and it's something maybe that we crave as humans is to share um, our our struggles our even our joy you know and um, I think church is a place that we maybe used to do that and people still do um, I think we try and turn other things into church like Instagram I've definitely done that, like tried to pour out my uh, my soul onto Instagram, which Instagram is not a very uh, love, well, not a very loving place. I don't know. It's Instagram. Um, where was I? <laughs> anyway, how do you feel after listening to Andrea talking about her parents? Wow. Can you imagine sacrificing that much for, for your family? Um, I hope I get to meet Andrea's dad one day. Um, Look out for more episodes with Andrea. There will be a bunch more um, because we had, there was was just so much in our conversation. Um, I hope you enjoyed this and um, Merry Christmas. Um, Look after yourselves and your, your families. Thank you. Bye.